Tim just told me that I have I was off beat back there. I am not surprised. You know, I didn't grow up very uh, talented like my wife. She's a great dancer. I don't know how I won her over, but I did. It was the Lord. There were other brothers who were great dancers. We had many we had many Ricky Martins in our ministry back then. And I was not one of them. Uh, although I did interrupt some dance classes that Karen was having with a brother that liked her, and I wanted to like Karen, so I went in there and I started dancing with his brother to learn how to dance to win her over. Things you do when you want love, huh? You know, today we're going to talk about chasing character. You know, we chase a lot of things in our lives, but do we chase character? What do you work most hardest at? What do you work? Think about for a second. What do you work hard at? Raise your hands and give me your answer. There's no right or wrong right or wrong answer here. There's no spiritual or unspiritual answer. Seth Hill. Being cool. Work hard at being cool. Okay. Nicolette. I mean, uh, uh, Nicole. Um, raising my daughter. Raising your daughter. You have to work hard at that. Good. Hanya. To be humble. To be humble. Yes. Judy. Pleasing my lord. Pleasing your lord. Andrea. Being a good wife. Ooh, good one. Steve Burns. Being in shape. Being in shape, wow. <laughs> Gavin. Okay, your job worked. Poe. Okay, there you go. Wayne. Being accepted. Okay, Jody. Submissive. Submissive. Karen Garces. Keeping the house clean with all the laundry. And- oh, amen. <laughs> amen. I encourage you to keep working hard. Summer. Serving God. Serving God. Good. T. Patience with your son. Really? Amen. Connie. Taking care of your family. Okay. Those are all noble things to work at. And we have to work hard at those some of those things, right? I mean, we live in a practical world, right? But what's going to make that all, put that all together is if we chase character. Then we put things in the right perspective. You ever chase something worth, catch, worth catching? You know, when I was in, when I was in seventh grade, I, I went to a new school. And I wanted to be liked, so I was chasing popularity. I wanted to be, I wanted to, you know, make myself known, and, you know, so, so I decided that I'm going to do things to, to be popular. And so one day at recess, it was in seventh grade, this, uh, it's a classroom, maybe about 25 kids in our class, it was a private school, I went from public to private, and I got in, my mom made me go, so I went to school, so I'm going to be, I'm going to try to be popular here, because it's a small, you know, fishbowl, so to speak. So one of the guys, big guys, his name is Bill Fernandez. He can throw the football really far. And so we're, in, we're, out, we're out there playing catch, and Bill's all, I wonder if I can throw, anyone here can catch a bomb? And I was like, word, me, I'll catch that. So I was like, and I said, I said, word, because it was cool back to say word. You know, it was the 80s. I was like, word, I can do it. So, so I, go, I go out there, and, and, and scattered, and scattered uh, in the field are, you know, we just, the, the school just planted baby trees. Okay, you know little baby trees that are small, and they need, they need those supporting little wood things to support them? So I was like, no problem. So I went out there and ran a bomb and built through this bomb, and the ball was in the air. When it's in the air, I was like, laser focus on the ball. I'm like, my heart was starting to beat fast, and I'm like, I'm going, calm down, calm down. And the ball came, and I was like, here, here it is. I'm going to make this sweet. And I was running, I'm going to make the sweet catch. It's gonna... And I catch footballs all the time growing up, so I was like, no problem, into a tree. <laughs> and I broke both the things. Boom, knocked the tree over. And I'm laying on the tree, just my whole part of my body 
is just numb and hurt. And I'm laying there, and I didn't catch the football, and I'm laying there, and I look up, and everyone in the class is laughing. I was popular that day, but not for the right reasons. Do you ever chase something you thought was worth it, and in the end, it wasn't worth it? Mm. You know, Proverbs 12 says this, He who works his land will have an abundant food, but he who chases fantasies lacks judgment. What are you chasing this morning? What are you chasing in your life? What are you going after? You know, there's a connection between lack of judgment and character. Look in your Bibles in 2 Peter chapter 1. We're going to look at the text today for our lesson. We're going to talk about chasing character. It's a great passage. If you're a Christian and you've been, you're, you believed in Jesus, you repented of sin, confessed His Lord, were baptized into Christ, got filled with the Holy Spirit, and living the Christian life according to God's Word, this is what Peter says to us in verse 3. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Through these He has given us His very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. For this reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control. And to self-control, perseverance. And to perseverance, godliness. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But if anyone does not have them, He is nearsighted and blind and has forgotten that he has been cleansed from his past sins. Therefore, my brothers, be all the more eager to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never fall and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, uh, yes, yesterday, or Friday, um, you know, the kids home, came home from school, and I emailed you these little devotional packages, and I, I, you know, I like I like those little devos. I like when someone tells me how to do a good devo. Like I like that. And we got two pieces of wood, and we told the kids, "This is you, and this is God's love, and this is you." And you know, and it was very loose. You can hit them together, you can put them apart. And we talked about how nothing can separate you from God's love. Nothing can separate. And it demonstrated that I had the kids screw in the two pieces of wood together with a, with a little screw and we took the drill and we just drilled a bunch of uh, holes in it with the screws and, it, and that wood and that, they were so tight, so close. And then we tried to pull it apart and we tried to, we tried to hit it on the ground. Nothing was going to separate God's character, God's love from us. No matter what we do, He's not going to turn Him off to us. God will always love us. That's why it's important that we chase character. Because it's us who decide to leave God. It's us who chooses the other way. He doesn't. He's committed to our relationship. We're the ones that struggle. 
Right? Yeah. So we're going to talk about something about value today. Character. Awesome. Approving. To put to the test. They come, it comes by trials. And character brings godliness. It has value for all things. So it's not about what you do, but who you are and what you want to be. It's easy to pursue positions at work, school, and church. This passage says to pursue what's on the inside, what matters most, and that is character. What are you chasing? Your kids? Yeah, we got to chase them sometimes. <laughs> Retirement? How about excuses? Are you chasing love? You know, I chased love for many years. Trying to find the right sister. And the harder I tried, the more they escaped. It's an old country song. Looking for love in all the wrong places. That was me. The harder I tried, the more, more harder it was. And I believe God delayed it because I, I didn't have the character. I would have, I would have spoiled. Would have been, it would have been a great thing in my relationship. So I had to wait. What are you chasing? Are you chasing your schedule? Is your schedule so packed out that that's all you're chasing? You're running from one appointment to one appointment to one activity to another. What are you chasing? Are you chasing the past? You can do that and get stuck. Are you chasing forgiveness? Bitterness? Or are you chasing character? You know, Jesus, like, like, like Joshua said, it was a man of character. In Ephesians 5, verse 1, it says, Be imitators of God. Be imitators of His character. There's a worthiness of trying to be like God in the sense of His character. Yeah. He says, make every effort to grow in these areas. Because our world needs character. Here's a story. It's on Facebook. A man in Saudi Arabia trying to sell his son for $20 million. It's very common in that country. He lost his business, was in debt, didn't want to be poor, so he offered to sell his son for $20 million. This world needs character. Better to be poor and have your family close. That's what I say. But chasing character is an all-in mindset. It's not you just dabble in your character. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dabble. You have to go into it. Yeah. You know, whenever I go to a swimming pool, I hate touching the water with my toe. Because when I do it, if it's cold, I, I, lo- I lose my nerve. Then I work on my suntan. <laughs> so what I do when I go to a pool, I see it. I don't care if it's cold or warm. I'm just going to jump in. Because then my body will adapt to it. Ask yourself last year, was I really a committed disciple of Jesus last year? And, and which of these three words that I'm going to say describe you? Reluctant, willing, or eager? Just think that to yourself. Which word describes you? Reluctant, willing, or eager? And we need to be challenged in our character and at times we need to come clean and be honest with ourselves. If you want to chase character, 
it's a lot of it is this self-examination and honesty. You know, uh, one of my favorite cooking shows, I watch that. Uh, I like Paula Dean Because she just throws everything up in there. I mean, butter, I mean, it's greasy. I'm like, I like that show. Forget the low-calorie stuff. Please. Stuff's unedible. And I was like, you know, like, honey, so we record some of her shows. I started, I started making, we made, we made her bar, chicken wings one time. I'm like, oh, this is, Paul has got it going on. <laughs> high calorie, yeah. high fat food. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> got me to 205 pounds. <laughs> and I saw those pictures and I was like, Lord, who is that? That was the Latino version of Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> but, you know, you got, what, what came out in the article this week was just, she's type 2 diabetes. She can't even eat her own food anymore. Now she's a spoke, spokesperson for a special, you know, medicine that brings down, you know, your diabetes. Everything's changed because you can't live like that. You can't sustain that. And I think she's going to change. But you know what I thought? Does it take something like that to happen to you for you to want to change? Is it going to take something radical that happens to you so you go, wow, I want to change. I'm grateful that a brother pointed out my weight. I was, I, I, seriously, I convinced myself this is water weight. I can lose this in three days. <laughs> what I told myself. I convinced myself of that. He says, no, it's not water weight. <laughs> and I'm glad he just took a conversation to move me versus something catastrophic to change me. Amen. Chasing character. That's what we want. There are eight areas of character. I'm going to go through them quickly. Number one, your faith. Believe. It's the building block. How do you handle what you, do, you, to be, you, what you consider to be an unanswered prayer? Does it shake you? Does it rattle you? Does it challenge you? Tell you, I wanted to be married since the day I was baptized. I said, it's the land of milk and honey. This is great. I love this church. Because I was like, I was a single guy and I was a college and I'm going, there are a lot of sisters here. I like them. I like them all. But I had no character. Zero. And I prayed and prayed for a sister to like me back. And no one liked me back. And then the brother goes, you know why no one likes you? Because you're, you're like, you're worldly. I was like, really? Me? Yeah, you're worldly. And that, that took just a conversation to change my life. I'm glad he told me that because I would have been Single. Nothing wrong with being single, but I would just my desire was to want to be married. So I needed some help in my character to make someone like me. It was important. Because that's what I wanted. It was a challenge. Then I liked Karen, then she didn't like me back. Well, it was another challenge. <laughs> Faith is going to take a lot of perseverance. It's a long-term goal, not short-term. Goodness, moral excellence. 
moral excellence, make every effort to grow in your moral choices. You know, this world, we have more information now, and we see some of the most saddest stories of people and character. Very sad. Very disturbing. You know, there was a man who was hiding from the police. This is is last week's news. And uh, the police came knocking on his door because of the warrant first arrest. His wife answers, so we're here for your husband. We have a warrant. He's violated his parole. We're here to arrest him. He, she says, he's not here. Then her two-year-old son comes up and says, that's not true, mommy. Daddy's in the attic. <laughs> so the police go in the house and they find daddy in the attic. Busted. Because the two-year-old had more character than his parents. Because two-year-olds are just honest. No, daddy's upstairs in the attic. And they found him and arrested him. These stories are there all the time. You know, I I read the news, not not just to get information, but to see our state of our where, where the fallen world has gotten. It is sad. Third thing is knowledge. How much of the Bible do you really know? How much do you read of the Bible? Knowledge. If you don't read it, you gain nothing. What what hurts the most is you gain no life skills. What are you learning from His Word? From others? From God's nature? I mean, we want the church to grow, yes. But we want to quadruple our wisdom. Our insights. Our knowledge in spiritual areas. Fourthly, self-control. You know, mastering sensual desires. Eating. Sleeping, playing, shopping, emotions. They can run wild, can they not? You know, uh, when, when, I was, uh, when I saw Karen Chavez back in the day, this is like in 90, it's 96, 97, I forget, it was a little foggy back then. I saw her at a, at a Latin devotional. And I was like, whoa, I like her. No, I love her. I was like, I love her. I didn't even even talk to her. I love her. She will be mine. I mean, that was just crazy emotions. You're saying it's crazy. It made no sense, but that's what emotions can do. And if we're led by emotions, it shipwrecks us most of the time. There's some things for emotions, there's a place for it to, to grab passion and to do things for God. But if it's unchecked with His Word, our emotions can lead us astray. It leads to it leads to a godless life and a life of complete selfishness, because it begins about what you feel, what you want, versus what God says, and that's the, that's the that's the pull there. You know, there's a man in Los Angeles last week who uh, was in the house, and his grandfather got robbed out in his driveway, and he. He came outside and the, and, and, the, and the robbers got into a car and started driving off and he chased them down and he broke their back window and the robber turned around and shot him dead. There are some things that are not worth chasing. Bitterness is not worth, worth chasing. Amen. Selfishness is not worth, worth chasing. Some of us, we're chasing the wrong things. And that's a story that illustrates there are some things that are just not worth it. 
It'll steal your faith. It'll take you away. That young man died unnecessarily. But his emotions got the best of him. Perseverance. Having a steadfast, patient, endurant heart. Graciously holding up under the weight or load. You know, we ask ourselves this question, why am I going through this? Why is God doing this to me? What did I do? Is God more interested in your comfort? Or is He more interested in your character? And I think trials refine us. And they're needed. And God allows them to happen for your long-term sake. Comfort versus character. Do you want life just to go smoothly? You want everything to work out financially? Work, school, sports, everything's so awesome. But I believe challenges bring us closer to God. Just like with your children, when they go through challenges and you have those great talks with them, they feel so much closer to you. Comforted, right? God wants you to pull through it. God wants you to persevere. God says that you should consider it pure joy to go through it. Sadly, that's not my attitude half the time. I'm a little annoyed and irked by the challenges. And then I got to pray about it. And then, you know, look at Karen. She's so happy-go-lucky. I'm like, Where do, what is wrong with you? What is she, she goes in these, you know, and I realize it's just, she just goes on her prayer walks. And it's very consistent. And that's her reaction. Challenges, pray. My, my reaction is challenges, get a plan. Then pray. Versus challenges and pray. So I go into this, I want, I want to try to figure this out mode versus, hey, i got to give this to God. I don't know how it's going to turn out. Number six, godliness. You know, being like God, His reverence. It's a very high standard. But we can't do that half-heartedly. We can't be godly half-heartedly. we got to make every effort to be like Jesus. You know, a school employee in New York fakes her own daughter's death in order to get another week of vacation in Costa Rica. This is just last week's news. I'm just, you know... This is stuff that just happens in our country all the time. My daughter died. She can't go back to school. I want to stay in Costa Rica one more, one more week. These are realities. Number seven, brotherly love. You know, we want church to feel like a family. Amen. We want it to feel like really we're brothers and sisters. We don't just want it to be a title. We want it to go deep. Yeah. And people sometimes can pretty much just show up to service and go home and they miss the family bond. You know, when you miss midweek, you miss an opportunity to bond with your brothers and sisters. You know, make phone calls. Help others in your small group. Um, write a note of encouragement. You know, a little note from you, and hey bro, I was thinking about you today, I love you. Or even a little email, a little text message. We have so many ways to communicate. But do we do it? You know, encourage people. Because the world's certainly not encouraging us. Let's get some encouragement from each other. Brotherly kindness. Treat each other kindly. And lastly, love. Self-sacrificing love. Agape. Unconditional. In spite of. Even you love your enemies. Is your love unconditional? Or does it have limits? You know... Love says to, it lays down your life, literally, John 15. 
I take that also another way, getting real with our lives. You know, laying down our lives. Here, this is my life. Here's who I am. And a lot of us, we're afraid to do that. Because we're afraid not to be loved. We're afraid, ah, I don't know if I'll, let, me, let me give them my best part of me, and then they'll love that best part of me. Right? Love all the awesome things about me. That really doesn't attract you know, me personally to people. I, 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 I like awesome qualities. I don't fall in love with your awesome qualities. I think we, we fall in love with the sincerity of weakness. Because God is attracted to weakness. He's not attracted to self-sufficient, prideful people. He's attracted to the weak. There's power in weakness. So we're made in that same spirit. Hey, we get more close. When someone's open and vulnerable and honest, we're like, oh man, I love you, bro. Do we, do we honestly say, oh bro, get some character, man? No, we don't say that. What's the matter with you? We're like, bro, it's, man, it's, thank you for being open. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for being vulnerable. Love. And these should be all increasing in our life. The Bible says it will keep you from being ineffective. Yeah, we want to see God's church grow and really be a family. Then work on you. Work on yourself. And that will help. Because the only person we can change is ourself. I mean, my wife wants me to change a lot of things. I'm growing. I mean, I'm getting better with my shots in the laundry basket. I'm getting a lot better. When I miss, I just leave it there. I'm trying to grow and just pick it up. Put it down. All right. There's a lot of things that, that annoy Karen about me. But I have to decide to change if it's going to happen. I have to decide. You have to decide for you. When you try to force people they have to want to change. You can tell them and point it out, but the true change comes from them deciding to change. Yeah. Nearsighted people can only see what's right in front of them and they miss what's far away. And the devil really likes to do that. Here, 10 minutes this. 10 minutes on the internet. Drink this. Smoke that. Try this. Try that. So I ask you, let's return to the original question. What do you work hardest at? Your job, family, dating. Make every effort with your personal character. Because it will enhance all of those things that you're going after. Don't be so nearsighted when you're just looking at the football and you don't see the tree in front of you. We get so focused on certain things that are not eternal. And one of the things I do in my parenting I focus on things that are eternally have eternal consequences with my kids versus non-eternal. I don't make non-eternal things an issue in our family. I don't care what, what color my son's hair is. I don't care how he combs it. I don't care if he combs it at all. I had to comb his hair this morning. I had to, I, finally, it's your birthday today. i got to comb your hair. I'm having a party. That's, that's it. It's a non... Karen's like, make, make him look... I'm like, those are non-eternal things for me. <laughs> what I do focus on is his heart... His response to his mother, is he respectful? I focus on the eternal things. And there's a lot of things that take us into this laser focus that aren't eternal. We're putting all of our energy into that thing that's not going to get us to heaven. Let's focus on the eternal things that will. In conclusion, if you grow in these, you will never fall. You may slip and stumble, 
but you won't be taken out by the big fall. Chasing character. To God be the glory. Thank you.